Welcome to the Eat Right Nutrition Podcast, where we partner with experts in the health, wellness, and nutrition field to deliver you an excellent variety of content based on real science, real facts, and real food. I'm your host, Daron. And I'm Nicole. And today we're talking new year, new mindset. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode number 123 of the Eat Right Nutrition podcast. Today is the Monday after New Year's, and we thought it would be appropriate to do a New Year's episode. However, I didn't really want to call it New Year, New Me, although I do feel like to reach your goals, you kind of do have to be a new me. But I think the way people traditionally think about approaching a new me is somewhat troublesome. So Nicole, I think we're going to talk about how to approach the new year, how to approach your goals, how to set your goals, what your Mm -hmm. goals should look like, how you should focus on changing your habits, and focusing on the reason why I want to call this new year a new mindset is because in order to be a new you, you have to develop a new mindset and wrap your brain around this whole process and how you're going to create change. Now, the first thing that I want to start with before we get into that, a little bit of statistics here, 43% of people are expected to fail before February on their New Year's resolution fitness goals, and almost one out of every four will quit within the first week of setting their New Year's resolution goals. Most people quit before the end of January, and only about 9% see their resolutions through until succession. So those are some big numbers. And that, I mean, that's a small number, right? 9% of people actually achieving their goals. And what one of the things that we want to do here at Eat Right Nutrition, it's one of the reasons why we say, Nicole, we don't build meal plans. We don't give people meal plans. Mm-hmm. We focus on a habit-based approach to mm-hmm. get where you're going. And we also more so focus on a I want to say holistic approach, but I don't want to think about holistic from like a, it's not holistic, it's holistic, right? It's kind of like we talk about it from the standpoint of what is it in your life that is getting in the way of your fitness goals? And how do we tackle those things? And how do we start to change our mindset around our fitness not being separate from our lives? Like Nicole, you and I have talked about this a lot. Mm Mm-hmm. Your fitness and your life aren't separate. They're together. They're intertwined. If you focus on your fitness, you better other areas of your life. And if you focus on other areas of your life, you better your fitness. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's kind of the way that I want to uh, have this topic or or have this conversation with you, Nicole, uh, is in the sense of really changing your mindset in order to be able to achieve your goals. I like it. I mean, I think the whole approach that we talk about is just an overall arc of all the things that intertwine with being healthy. It's not just nutrition and exercise. There's all the other components of health. And that's why we focus so much on that as a total. Well, you know what I'd like you to do, Nicole? Yes. I think we should discuss primary foods because I think that's an important concept that we haven't talked about in a while Mm -hmm. that I think would lead us into a good conversation around your resolutions and kind of put things in perspective for you. Mm Mm-hmm. So primary foods are something I learned years and years and years ago. um, And there's basically four of them. Um, Exercise is one of your primary foods. Relationships 
in terms of your the support system that you have surrounding whatever your goals are. Uh, self-care or a sense of self, how you view yourself, how you take care of yourself, how you implement strategies around your mindset and how you think of your body, your mind, and your spirit. Um, and then career, which is the reason why career is a primary food is we literally spend 90% of our time working, especially now more than ever. Most people are glued to phones, glued to laptops, glued to emails, constantly hustling. Even social media is now wrapped into whatever you're doing for work. You now have to post on social media. So we're constantly thinking about how to hustle and get ahead and make more money and be stable and financially secure. All of those four components wrap up into they're the primary things that feed your body, your mind, and your soul. And so when those are balanced or in check, or you feel confident and grounded in those primary foods, then your, your secondary foods are easier and more sustainable in terms of the changes that you make. So carbs, fats, protein, water, alcohol, sleep, stress are all the secondary foods, things that we work with clients on to live a healthier life. But primary and secondary foods are not detached from each other, kind of like you're talking about this whole picture. They all are intertwined together. And sometimes I think one of the biggest issues with New Year's resolutions and goals that we set at the beginning of the year is that we're trying to just, we're doing it too hard, too fast, too quick, like all these things that we're going to change in the new year, and then we can't stick to any of them. And then we also don't really know the reason why we're choosing this particular goal, right? So if you want to lose 10 pounds, there's really not a, a lot of discussion in the person's mindset around why they want to lose 10 pounds. It's just an arbitrary goal because they think it'll make them fit into their clothes better, feel better, maybe be more successful, whatever it is, feel better about themselves. And a lot of the times that deeper why is more intertwined with some of those primary aspects of being able to make the behavior changes for the secondary foods. So I think New Year's resolution, I mean, we see it in the gym all the time, like memberships go up in January and then by February, they're all gone. <laughs> the gym is busy and then it dies down. I think a lot of that is because people come in like guns a blazing, ready to take on change. They're going to do all these things, get to the gym five days a week, drink their water, start a new job. Like there's layers to that, right? And then they can't keep up with any of those things. And then the gym's the first thing to go. Their nutrition is the first thing to go. Because if you start a new job, clearly that's going to be a priority and more important thing that you want to focus on. And because it's a primary food and that's how things kind of get jumbled and out of sorts and then people get very lost. Yeah. And I think, Nicole, so there's a lot to unravel there in what you just said. I think oftentimes people think of, and this isn't my analogy, I'll uh, credit this to Dan Feldman, powerlifting, powerlifting dietitian, powerlifter dietitian. Yeah. I don't know. It's one of those on, on IG uh, that we had on this show. And he has done posts on, I'm sure it may not even be his, maybe he got it from somewhere else, but referring to your fitness and your nutrition as a dial rather mm -hmm. than a light switch, right? Because yeah. oftentimes people go into this and they like, all right, new year, new me, I'm flicking on the light switch and that's it. It's go time. The problem yeah. is when something gets messed up in your primary foods, Mm -hmm. and things fall out of sorts in your life, then you automatically default to, okay, well, I can't do this. I'm going to flick the switch off. Yeah. Rather than saying, well, there may be some weeks where I turn the dial up and I have more time and I have more mental energy to focus on my goals. 
And there may be some times where I turn the dial down. Mm-hmm. For example, the week of, you know, Hanukkah, Christmas, the holiday weeks, a lot of events going on. All right, cool. No problem. I'm going to turn the dial down. Mm-hmm. I turned the dial down with nutrition because I was like, hey, I want to have a weekend. All my close friends are in town. I want to see them. I'm going to events, parties, things like that. So I'm just going to turn the dial down a little bit. And then once things kind of calm down on that end, then I'm going to turn it up again. And I think that's where people oftentimes get into trouble when they're just like on switch, off switch, on switch, off switch, because Mm -hmm. then what are you doing? Every time you flick the switch off, you're negating everything that you've done and it all goes out the window. You can still keep some good habits and just dial it down a little bit. Okay, well, you know, I have a dinner this evening. Uh, So this morning I'm going to go work out and then I'm going to go to work, go about my day. I'm going to prep some meals. And then tonight I'm going to eat out and enjoy myself. It's not like you're throwing everything away. You still have to keep in mind what you did for the entire week, your Mm -hmm. total caloric needs, the calorie deficit that you're setting or surplus if you're trying to build muscle. But you have to be able to live and enjoy yourself. And I think when people go all in, It's like just, okay, I'm removing this from my life and this is the only thing that I'm focusing on. And unfortunately, we don't live our lives that way. We can't do that. The people who can do that are competitive athletes, competitive bodybuilders. But I think we expect to live like those people. I'm going to follow this meal plan. I'm going to work out five days a week. I'm going to do my cardio four days a week. And that's what I'm going to do on a consistent basis. To me, that's what competitors do. That's what I used to do when I was competing in bodybuilding. I don't do that anymore because I have other priorities. And so you have to realize that if you have other priorities in your life, you have kids, you have a family, you have friends, you have social circles, you have a job, you have a career. You need to be able to integrate fitness into your life and not overhaul your entire life in order to do this kind of quote unquote, this fitness thing. Yeah. Well, I think what happens also with that is if we think long-term change, if you're already living moderate to intense goals, like, uh, how do I want to say this? If you're already 90% of the way living and intertwining health and wellness and fitness into your life, then holidays and New Year's, there's no need to set these huge goals because you're already living that kind of moderate lifestyle. Like you're already using the dial analogy and things are up and down and you kind of ebb and flow. There's no panic There's no anxiety. There's no stress around January goal setting because this is the one time a year you're going to like go all in there. You don't need to go all in per se. If you're it's like spreading butter on bread, if you spread it out nice and thin and it's just even it's easier to have that consistency throughout the year. If you if you put a you've ever tried to put cold butter on hot bread and it just clumps in the middle. I feel like that's what January It's awful. Rips and tears the bread. It doesn't spread on easily. I feel like that's what January resolution stuff is like. (laughs) Don't be torn bread. No. Smooth like butter. Smooth Uh. (laughs) sailing. But I think that it is true because it, the, the tearing of the bread analogy is basically like you, you tear apart your whole life with all the stress and anxiety and worry around getting in five days a week and you're going to do this. And then there's epic disappointment because you feel like you're a failure. You can't do it. It never sticks. You know, then everybody has this it doesn't work mentality. This is where the mindset piece comes in. And then there's fear and anxiety of stress of starting something new again 
because there's this constant fear that it's never going to work because they go in it and, and approach it in, I think, the incorrect way. Yeah. And I think they go into it with, you know, oftentimes I find that people go into it with the intention of I'm going to lose weight very, very quickly. And yeah. that causes stress and anxiety. I mean, I've had interactions with clients in the past where it's been like this sprint and I'm like, you lost seven pounds in the, a period of like six weeks, let's say. That's mm -hmm. incredible. But they don't see it that way. They have this mental block where it's like, it's not well, enough. That's it's what not I mean. enough. And then they get anxious about it and they're right. like, I can't do this. I'm focusing too much. I'm not getting enough of a return. I'm like, you're getting a return. And then the other thing is, what are you focused on to measure your progress? Because we have to put that in perspective too. Are you just looking at the scale? Are you looking at progress pictures and what you look like over the course of those six weeks? Are you looking at how, are you thinking about how you feel? How's your digestion? Biofeedback. What is your body telling you? How's yeah. your energy levels? Right? Are you are you starving when you're doing this? Are you feeling satiated and still losing weight, which is a great thing? It's a great outcome. How are you performing in the gym? What does your strength look like? Are you building muscle? Right? All of the you can measure your muscles, right? You can measure around, you can measure how your clothes fit. Mm -hmm. These are things that we call non-scale victories because it's not just about the scale. I mean, ultimately, if you want to be in this for the long haul, you want to feel good. You want your body to perform optimally. And those are some of the things that you need to focus on rather than just looking at the number of this on the scale. And to add on top of that, the number on the scale by itself, to me, the number on the scale means very little because that number can a fluctuate on a day to day on an hour to hour basis. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, one of the things that I tell people is just weigh yourself first thing in the morning because you're going to get fluctuations throughout the day. And the other thing is you're going to get fluctuations like women, for example, you're going to get fluctuations throughout the month based on based around your menstrual cycle. Mm -hmm. And if you're building muscle, if you're new to this and you're just diving in, you're building muscle in the process. Maybe the scale's not moving, but you're changing your body composition. We say this all the time, but I still feel like there are a lot of people that don't hear that. <laughs> like I still see people in the gym or still have like new consultation clients talking about just the number. There's still a lot of room for education, which is interesting because there's all this stuff on social media with TikTok and Instagram. And you you would think that people would start to understand that because there is a lot, there's good stuff and then there's bad stuff, still some good stuff. But for some reason, that really is hard for people to understand that scale weight is just one aspect of success. And it's a teeny tiny piece, honestly. But I still think that this is where New Year's resolution goals still come into play because people really still don't understand that concept. There's a lot of people that do. Like, don't get me twisted here. Like, it's better than, but I think there's still work to be done. Because here's the thing. You know, I'm scrolling through social media now, especially the week leading into New Year's. Right. So this past week, as I every time I open my phone, there's a 30 day, a 60 day, a 45 day, this challenge, challenge, challenge. The hard part for me with that type of stuff is I think people don't understand that there's persuasion and influence on social media now to get you to buy through desperation and this need to like make a change now. And instead of really taking a step back and thinking, okay, what are my goals and what do I really want to accomplish and how do I want to get there and asking themselves the questions 
to create a whole approach to the 2023 goal, it becomes panic, stress, and anxiety of cutting foods out, you know, making these aggressive decisions. And the social media influencers are brilliant. Like some of these marketing tactics are absolutely brilliant. They suck you in. They hit you hard in the heart. They make you feel like you need to make this decision right now. There's only four spots left and my 45-day program. Like you see the desperation in the ads themselves of what you need to do and decisions you need to make. So I hope for our listeners that you don't give in to the panic of even those types of things that you see on social media and stuff. That Take a step back before you start spending more money. This is my whole thing about consuming. Like I have so many people like buying program after program after program, but then they don't do any of them. They just have all these programs on their phone. The whole aspect, this whole aspect of panic mode to create change is what I feel like January New Year's resolutions are all about instead of it being a calm, strong, grounded approach to change. So let's kind of put this a little bit in perspective, Nicole. I think the way we need to approach this is if you really want to be successful and you want to be successful in the long run, which I truly believe that everybody does want to be successful in the long run. Nobody Mm -hmm. wants to lose a bunch of weight very rapidly and then gain it all back. They want to get out of that vicious cycle. Yeah. And that's often where they land in coaching with us is I've tried everything, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, probably haven't tried everything, but I've tried it and it's not working for me and I want to do something different. And then that's where they end up with us because we're offering that. Yeah. So the first thing you need to do is wrap your mind around the fact that this is a journey. There's no stop, start and stop. Mm -hmm. You're going to have ups and downs. And you're also going to have to, even though you can't really see yourself right now, being the person that does all of these things, that's fine. You don't want to just throw yourself into becoming that person. You want to gradually grow into that person. And the the way that you grow into being that person is through the hardships and the mistakes and the failures and all of the stuff that comes along with it. If you're not failing, I mean, I think if you're not failing, you're not trying, right? And you need to be able to allow yourself to grow into the person that is capable of achieving those goals. Now, how do you do that? Well, you have to be smart about your goal setting and being Mm -hmm. smart around your goal setting is following the smart criteria of goal setting. Your goal needs to be specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time bound. Mm -hmm. So when someone comes to me and says, I want to lose weight. Okay. Well, that's not really a goal to me. How much weight do you want to lose? How long will it take you to get there? Now you have to give yourself a realistic time frame to reach that goal. One of the questions that I love is when people say, well, what do you think is a realistic time frame? Or they throw out a time and they're like, is this a realistic time frame? Because that allows us to have the conversation mm-hmm. about it. Now, my response to that is always going to be, you know, when somebody says, how long will it take me to lose X amount of pounds? My response is always, well, it depends. Everybody's different because on one end, you can be somebody that just is that type A personality that just takes it and they roll with it and they're able to make those changes and they understand it and there's not much of a learning curve. And on the other end, some people need a lot more education. Some people need a lot more adjustment to the process. Some people need their hand held a little bit more, right? It takes a little bit longer to reach those goals for that person. But the goal 
shouldn't really be like the weight loss should come as an ancillary benefit to Mm -hmm. making the changes. And that's where changing your mindset comes in is my goals should really be more so around what am I changing in my life and what am I changing in my fitness and my nutrition? And eventually that's going to lead you down the path to fat loss, to building lean muscle, to getting the physique that you want. That's what's going to get you there. So you do want to set some measurable goals. Like for example, if I say, I want to lose 20 pounds and I want to give myself, let's say I'm I'm new to this. I've never done it before. I'll give myself a realistic goal. I'm going to give myself like a buffer and I'm going to say six months. I want to lose 20 pounds in six months and I want to do it the right way. That is how you want to approach that. And then you say, okay, well, how am I going to measure this? Okay, well, I'm going to measure it on the scale. I also want to use progress pictures. I also want to measure my performance in the gym. I want to do measurements with a tape measure. I want to see how my clothes fit. I want to do all this stuff, right? Because that is means that you're, if the scale's not moving, something else may be moving and you want to just make sure that you're still progressing. And you want to break that down and say, okay, well, what does it look like? What is it going to take? Or what do I need to change in order to achieve that 20 pound weight loss goal or fat loss goal within that period of six months. And then you have to set goals on your habits. And this is how coaching happens. We say, okay, well, for example, I might say, Hey, let's create a list. uh, Let's create a list of like 10 different habits and I'll have you rate them on a scale of one to 10, one being, I can't do this 10 being, this is easy, no problem. And then we pick the easy ones and we say, okay, this is what you're going to change. And it can be super, super simple. And we say, I'm going to take a multivitamin every day. And Nicole, you've talked about this on the show. And I think there was a video we did a while back with you talking Mm -hmm. about habit stacking. If you seem to not be able to remember to take your multivitamin every day, stick it next to your toothbrush and take that every day, right? Or, well, I want to focus on my protein intake. That's one of the first things because most people, to be honest, they're not eating enough protein. And protein is going to keep you satiated throughout throughout the process. So we want to make sure that you're eating adequate protein so that you're not hungry all the time. And that you're able to maintain your lean muscle tissue, right? And what does that protein look like for you? Where are you now if you're consuming 30 or 40 grams of protein a day? Well, maybe it's not realistic for me to give you uh, 1.6 to 2.2 grams per kilogram of body weight. Maybe it's more realistic for me to say, well, why don't you just meet me at like 90 to 100 and do that for a week and let's see how you do. And then you continuously do that over and over and over and over again. And now you've achieved that goal you feel accomplished. You don't, yeah. you won't feel accomplished when you're like, the only thing I have is a weight loss goal and I'm not seeing those numbers change. But when you start focusing on your habits, you're like, oh, well, look what I've done. Look what I was able to do on a continuous basis. Then you move on to the next thing. Once you've tackled protein and you feel comfortable and confident with it. Okay. What can I do next? Well, let's focus on your fiber intake because we know that fiber is also satiating. Eat 25 to 35 grams of fiber daily. And then we focus on hydration and then we focus on your carbs and then we focus on your fat and then we focus on your workouts and we say, okay, well, how many workouts do you want to hit? And then we focus on your cardio and we do the same things, but we're stacking them one on top of another and we're allowing you to feel confident and comfortable in this space. And that is taking away, like we're not even talking about the weight. The weight's going to come off as you start to develop these habits over a long period of time. And to be quite honest, it might take you six months. It might take you a year. I've had people that I've coached that just mentally were not ready, but they kept trying and trying and trying. 
And then one day it just clicked for them. The issue is when you're just focused on the scale, it's very easy to not see the light at the end of the tunnel. And you're, it's very easy for you to say, well, you know what? Fuck it. I don't want to do this. I can't do this anymore. Yeah, absolutely. I think what you're describing is what I call tactical development. Well, I don't think I know what you're describing is tactical development is tactical tools like the day to day, the protein, the carbs, the fats, the water, the workouts, the things that we check in with clients on a weekly basis for the development and practice of healthy habits and behavior change. That's the day to day stuff. The stuff that I just love and work really deeply with my clients is the developmental aspect of coaching, which is when things don't go well, when you don't hit your protein goal, when you do and things don't go the way you think that they should be going, the mindset around a workout that doesn't feel great or a workout that feels incredible or not getting enough sleep or you have two weeks where nothing went the way you wanted it to go and you still made change and you're shocked at how did that happen? The you development. Before you, I want hold on to that thought for a yeah. second because I, I do want to make a point with that. I recently had a conversation with a relatively new client who week one, we went into protein because that's something that I typically do is focus on protein as one of the primary objectives. Mm -hmm. And the first thing I said, how do you think you did this week? And the response was, I can't do this. The protein, it's so hard. It's so much, all this stuff. Right. And I'm mm -hmm. like, well, you had three days this week where you hit your goal or very close to it. And that's still a lot more than you did last week. Right. And sometimes I think the perspective of, well, did I achieve anything this week? Sometimes people don't really realize what the achievement is. And you almost you kind of have to point it out to them and say, well, mm -hmm. you did do a great job in my eyes. And then we left that conversation on such a good note where it was like, oh, I'm so glad we had this call. And I'm glad that, you know, I made you proud that you do see that I did make some changes. My thing is this. As long as there's effort, you're in a really good spot. Yes, but also, yes, of course. And I agree. The developmental aspect of what you're talking about is the practice of changing the way you view yourself, the goal, the way progression looks or progress looks, all of the skills and strategies that it takes from a mindset standpoint that we're starting, that we want to change so that you ne never have to go through this process again, right? We're This episode is January 2023 goals, right? How are you going to change the way you think about this, the way you think about yourself, your goals, everything? This is all about developmental aspects of practice. It doesn't just happen fast. You have to practice these things. Coaching calls are all about the tactical, like, okay, did you hit your protein? We go through all those. But the developmental aspects are, what did you do better this year than you did last year? And I want you to make a list of those things. And I want you to be proud of those things. And then what are we going to work on this next year? And how are we going to develop those things even further in so that every year the layer of development becomes better and better? That's how you change who you are to become the person that is now fit, healthy, not a diabetic, off medication, blah, blah, blah. Insert any of your goals that you're trying to achieve. So from a, a the perspective from a coach to a client relationship, it takes time, not because you have to get protein goals correct. I mean, yes, you do. But it's also how you see yourself living that lifestyle and all of the mistakes that you're making. You're talking about failures and mistakes and things not working out the way you want to. You need support, guidance, leadership, and someone to say to you, it's okay. 
the way it's happening, but I just need you to keep going. Put your head down, grind out, and let's keep moving because you did hit your protein goal three times last week. You did get two workouts in in two weeks, which no, it's not how we said it, but you didn't stop and give up. Those conversations are the key, the key to consistency and keeping you going to create this new person or this new you in terms of reaching your goals and layering those goals in. So long-term development practice is the way to go. You know, I like that you mentioned the long-term stuff and I like that you mentioned the last year to this year to next year, because I, Mm -hmm. I think people underestimate how long it takes them to actually grow into that person that they need to be in order to achieve what they really want. And they don't realize that like you're talking about years and years and years, right? So if you start this in January, 2023, you want to be in the mindset that you're in it for the long haul and you're going to make small changes over a period of years, not over a period of months. Because I think that's a trap for a lot of people. Well, I think people just focus on short, the short end, like even a goal of six months. To me, that's really short. If in six months you lose 20 pounds, wonderful. But in two years, my question is, are you still down 20 pounds? What happened between the six month goal when you achieved the 20 pound weight loss goal? And then two years later, is it still off? Where's the layer of development there? Where's the practice and lifestyle change that you are continuing? One of the things that I think is really still lost a lot in goal setting is you talk about smart goals. We talk about short term, three, six, 12 months. I'm looking for three, six, 12, one year, five year, 10 year. Even for my clients that I currently have, I have goals for them in five years. That's what I see when I take on a client. And I tell them that. I plant that seed to say, this isn't something that I just want you to do for the next six months. Whether you're with me coaching or not, I have a vision of you being here. How do you feel about that? Is that something you want to achieve? What do you think it would take to get there? I feel like changing your mindset has to be something that you have to have the short-term goals. Those are so important because the small wins along the way keep the motivation going, I think. But down the line, if 20-pound weight loss is your goal, nobody ever asks themselves, how long do you plan on keeping that off? Do you think that people treat, say, their careers differently than they do these types of goals? So for example, if if you're in a specific job and you want to get to a certain position, you're thinking potentially five years down the road, but for some reason you're not doing it with fitness? Or do you think that people generally tend to think that way about all things? I think it depends on the person, which I know you hate when I say that, but it's true. Well, I oh, think let's say for the most part. I do think people have, from a primary food standpoint, I would say career and relationships are easier to view long-term because they're embedded into a lifelong commitment of financial security, marriage, kids, family, like you know, you don't have a lot of people aren't going to take a job if it doesn't get them to save money, pay bills, buy a house. Like there's a there's a future mindset plan for something like that. But exercise and self-care, I don't think people think of that long term. I think they think of that just enough to get by, even though I think they do in their mind think no, like we talk about the space between knowing and doing like they know they need to. But the doing of that is probably like um, less consistent. So, you know, I don't think anybody would argue the point about saving money. If I said you have to put $5 into the bank account every day for the next 10 years, people know 
if I do that, I'll have money. If I don't do that, I won't. But people don't think if I eat protein for the next five years, I will build muscle. If I don't, I may not build as much muscle and I may have health issues along the way. Nobody thinks of it that way. Yeah. But well, so here's the thing too. If I just countered what you said about the financial thing, right? Is that I think it's something like 60% of Americans have less than $2,000 in their savings account. Mm-hmm. Right. So but that's if you, spending. If you look at, but if you look at that, it also means that people aren't saving, right? It means right. that they're not planning their financial future. True. So I do think that there's some aspect where people are doing this in all areas of their life. And what I will say about that mm. is that if you're able to do it in one area of your life, you can carry it over into the other area. And this is what kind of bugs me so much. So, for example, I've coached and trained many physicians over mm-hmm. the years mm-hmm. that I'm like, you made it through fucking med school, residency, potentially fellowship, and you've honed in on your skill as a surgeon or an endocrinologist or whatever your field is. And that same skill, you just have to take that skill and carry it over. Right. And it's the same. Yeah, thing. With, but I think wait, wait, hold on. But it's the same thing with kind of fitness. Right. Like if you're able to put something in the bank on a continue on a daily basis into your fitness and you're able to develop that habit. You're also able to take that into your finances. You're also able to. It's it's all approaching yeah, the, these things the, aren't different. Correct. The approach is different. Isn't different. I completely agree with you. But there's a difference in if you go to school to be a surgeon and you get a job and become a surgeon and perform surgeries. There's almost like this mindset of there's a guarantee that there's something at the end of that that you accomplish. I think the problem with nutrition and exercise is that. There isn't a guarantee. It's harder to see, maybe, maybe guarantee is the wrong word, but it's harder to see that your body actually can change. There's less trust in that process of you getting to that goal. I mean, a lot of that is because, in my opinion, deep down, people know that they can't stick to it, which is why I think they have less lack of trust. Like I've said this to clients many times. You don't think you can eat the protein daily because you're not committed deep down. You really don't want to do it and you really aren't looking to make that change. But if you want to go to school to become a nurse, you have to show up for class or else you fail out and you don't get to that goal. The, the, All right, the so difference the is a little. Here's the thing though, like to, <laughs> to put a perspective shift on that, right? If I'm going to school to be a nurse, if I don't go to class and do my homework, there's a guarantee that I'm not going to be. Just like, let yes. me finish. Just like (laughs) if I go, if I don't put deposits on my health and fitness, there's a guarantee that I won't be healthy and that I won't achieve my fitness goals. So if you don't do it, you're guaranteeing yourself that you're not going to get there. Right. And listen, I look at it like this. 2020, I started a business, right? We started Eat Right Nutrition with no guarantees. It, It was a leap. It was like, all right, we have to do this because the guarantee is that we're not going to do it if we don't take that leap, right? So that's where I kind of look at it. And I'm like, well, just look at it from that perspective. Like if you're not doing something, you're guaranteeing yourself that you're going to fail. So why not try? No, I'm not disagreeing with you in any way, shape or form. I completely agree with you. I'm just saying that I think the perspective and the priority, the vision, the drive, the trust in being able to do it is different when it comes to fitness. It shouldn't be. But well, and I talk I think, to clients about it that way too. I think, but then, I do think it is. I think then we also get into uh, culturally, from a societal standpoint, what we've chosen to prioritize. Right? We've chosen to prioritize jobs, careers, and education exactly over your health, and that is a big issue. 
which is the reason why so many people are unhealthy and need to do this, which is I the irony behind that is the very thing that they chase in terms of jobs, family, not family, but jobs and career and money, financial security, the have to's, this is where the coulda, shoulda, woulda, have to, should do comes in. I have to go to work and I have to make money, but I don't have to go to the gym and be fit. Like I can coast and be unhealthy or or maybe not even be unhealthy. Maybe I can just not go to the gym and be okay. That's the difference between having to go to make money and have a job. If you don't, you don't have a job, you don't make money, you can't pay bills, but you cannot go to the gym and still be healthy. I think that's just a mindset shift. That's all I'm saying. I think if, you know, if people took it as serious as they do going to nursing school or going to get a job or whatever, they, I agree with you, they would easily achieve the goal. There's nothing you can't do is the, the, the end of that. So setting goals for the new year, if you set them and you put the work in, you will achieve them. But I think the mindset of whether people actually believe in that or trust in that or trust in themselves, maybe, is definitely different. Yeah, it's tough because from where I look at it, it's it's like those things like focusing on your fitness. I, I saw a post today from a girl who's a, like a neuroscientist mm-hmm. who's talking about the amount of the amount of gray matter that is produced uh, just solely through exercise. Right. So then yeah. I think I'm like, all right, well, how much more efficient is that going to make you at other things? You want that promotion at work. Mm-hmm. You're more likely to achieve that. You want you, 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 you're in a better mood, you feel better, your interactions with people socially is a lot better, you make better decisions, you make better yeah. choices for your life, you choose who's going to be in your life and who's not going to be in your life because c- certain people don't serve you and they don't serve your fitness goals and your life goals, right? You're able to yeah. think more clearly and you're able to be more fulfilled. That's how I look at fitness, health, wellness. If you're taking care of your body, you're taking care of your mind, you're taking care of the thing that is getting you through life, which is your body body and yourself, right? So I think oftentimes that gets lost and people don't think about that. You need to be able to take care of yourself so that you can function optimally. And your definition of success, like when people look at success and they just look at finances, career, they oftentimes end up unfulfilled. Yeah. Miserable. Because there, it's like, I, you can't buy back this stuff. You can't buy back your health. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just where I'm at with that. Those are my feelings on that. I I think that it's it's wise to really focus on a well-balanced life where you're focusing on all things and filling all buckets. Yeah. And in that way, you'll be way more fulfilled because you'll, you'll also feel w- way more capable. You'll be in a better mood. You'll get better night's sleep, like all of those things that are associated with it. And overall, you'll be able to just function better. Yeah, that's why exercise is a primary food. Primary, meaning it feeds everything else that you do. Yeah. So your life is not separate from your fitness and vice versa. They're all intertwined. They're all interconnected. Uh, They're all things that human beings need to focus on to be fulfilled. I mean, Nicole, we've talked about uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, where Maslow's hierarchy of needs, the first thing at the bottom, it's like a pyramid, right? The bottom of the pyramid, you need air, water, food, shelter, sleep, clothing, the ability to reproduce, you, and then you have safety needs and then you have love and belonging and then you have esteem and you have self-actualization. But your air, water, food, sleep is at the bottom of that pyramid because that's that foundation. So once you start focusing on that foundation, then you're able to thrive in other areas of your life. And hopefully, unfortunately, not for all people, 
getting to that self-actualization point like that is the desire to become the most and the best at what you can and achieve the life that you want to achieve. That's a separate topic for another day. But <laughs> I, I do think that 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 what goes into your body should be prioritized over everything and then everything else should stem from there. Yeah, agree. So with that being said, I just wanted to kind of leave you with a little bit of food for thought going into the new year in terms of your goals and what you want to achieve. You want to make sure that you're setting smart goals, but you also want to make sure that you're prioritizing your habits and that you're thinking about the longevity of your goal and how long it's actually going to take you to achieve that. And you're able to really just kind of think clearly and not be so hard on yourself when you slip up because we're talking about changing habits and really what a habit is is something that you've done over and over and over again that's ingrained in your brain you're wired in a certain way and you're gonna need to rewire yourself in a different direction and create new neural networks to be able to do other things and become the person that you want to become that is capable of being fit and healthy and do all of the things that you want to do and with that being said Ladies and gentlemen, if you enjoyed this episode, click subscribe, give us five stars, write a review, share this with a friend, and you'll hear us next week.